98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government says people will start receiving their $5,000 electronic vouchers from August. District Court finds five men guilty of rioting and wounding for their part in the 2019 indiscriminate mob attack in Yulong. And the police's National Security Department charges two Apple Daily executives with collusion with foreign or external forces. The government says people will receive the first instalment of a $5,000 electronic voucher handout as soon as August the 1st. Registration will open on the 4th of next month for all adult permanent residents and new arrivals. Announcing the details, the Financial Secretary Paul Chan said the money could be spent in shops, but not to pay taxes or utility bills. He said he hoped the vouchers would boost the economy. At the end of the day, how big is the multiplier effect? Is the not just the spending and the spending patterns of the individuals, but also at the same time whether the shops can work together to roll out promotional schemes and also the atmosphere of the time. At the moment also, of course, the pandemic situation, uh, if this all works properly, the impact on the economy would be bigger. District Court has found five men guilty of rioting and wounding for their part in the indiscriminate mob attacks on people in Yulong on July the 21st, 2019. Jimmy Choi reports. The court heard that the defendants Wang Yang Kit, Tang Wai Sung, Ng Wai Nam, Tan Ying Bang and Choi Lap Kin were among groups of people who used raton and wooden sticks to assault people in the Yunlong MTL station, the Yoho Mall and Ying Long Wai. Judge Adi Yip said Wang Ying Kit had encouraged others to join the riot, while the other four were main perpetrators. The court dismissed Ng Wai Nam's claim that he had merely acted as a mediator between two groups of people that night, saying there was nothing he could have done to help the situation as he wasn't a villager in Yunlong and wasn't a police officer. The judge also said footage showed Ng patting Tan Wai Sum on his arm and they kept eye contact with him. This, the judge said, showed that they had a common purpose to attack Blackshirt to people at the scene. The judge also rejected Wan's claim that former pro-democracy lawmaker Lam Chak Ting had been stirring up trouble in the Yunlong station, saying video footage showed that the lawmaker had only been comforting people there. He said instead of criticising stick-wielding white shirt to people, Wong only scolded black shirt to group, adding that Wong had encouraged others to attack the black shirt to people. Two other defendants, Lam Kun Leung and Lam Kai Meng, pleaded guilty earlier. The police's National Security Department has charged two Apple Daily executives with collusion with foreign or external forces. They'll appear before West Kowloon magistrates tomorrow. The newspaper identified them as its editor-in-chief, Ryan Law, and chief executive, Chen Kim Hong. Officers, meanwhile, say they're continuing their investigation to three other people arrested in yesterday's operation targeting the newspaper. One of them, associate publisher Chan Pui Man, was released on bail tonight. Apple Daily printed half a million copies of today's edition. Some vendors said they'd sold out. These readers said they were worried about its future. I want to support our... Our newspaper for truth. Newspaper for Hong Kong people, Hong Kongers. <laughs> I bought it in cash. They need cash. Because of their cash book frozen now. Because some people say in the Facebook, if I bought in Circle K or the 7, they cannot get the money maybe. Because their bank account now, they are frozen. They are the only one to tell the truth. So I will support them until the end. At least half a dozen bids have gone in for the last commercial site in Central. 
Representatives of CK Asset and Songhong Kai Properties were seen submitting bids for the harbourfront site before lunchtime deadline. Analysts say the price could hit a record level, though the administration will also consider design quality. Hannah Jong, head of valuation and advisory services for Colliers Hong Kong, says it's a one-off opportunity. No matter they are small developer or bigger developer or Chinese or international, they're all forming a little bit of a consortium and they are putting a bidding together. So I think six to ten, I think that's quite reasonable um, numbers. And it was well expected because it's given this is a very prime and once in a lifetime supply in, in central. I think in terms of estimation, the market is looking at a broadly different numbers, like middle of 20 billion to 50 billion. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. Former museum worker has been jailed for six months for posting a photo of police officers online during the siege of the Polytechnic University in 2019. Kowloon City Court convicted Chan Chi Wah of obstructing police. To go with the picture, he had also recorded a clip telling who he described as brothers to be careful. Magistrate Cheng Lim Chi said at the time brothers surely meant fellow protesters and the defendant was tipping them off about where the special duty unit officers were. He said the defendant must have known the photo would go viral and what he did had delayed police tactics. Former pro-democracy lawmaker Tanya Chan has been found not guilty of breaching public gathering rules by going to a bar for a meeting a year ago. Violet Wong reports. More than 10 other people were inside the premises in Mong Kok when the meeting took place in April last year. But Kowloon City Magistracy said it accepted that Ms Chen, who was a Civic Party lawmaker at the time, was there to explain social distancing rules to bar owners. It said the meeting was designed to convey information to help contain COVID-19 and was therefore not subject to the four-person public gathering limit imposed by the authorities. Magistrate Cheng Lim Chi also acquitted Gordon Lam, the convener of the Small and Medium Restaurant Federation, of the same charge of participating in a prohibited group gathering. Chen Wai Choi, who was in charge of the bar, was cleared of allowing the gathering to take place but was convicted of an offence for not checking people's temperatures before they entered the premises. The host of a popular RTHK radio programme, Tsang Chi Ho, says he's been sacked by the government broadcaster with immediate effect. RTHK has neither confirmed nor denied the claim, saying it conducts regular reviews of its programming content as well as manpower arrangements. Priscilla Ong reports. It's a classic tune the listeners of the Crazy and Happy Show are familiar with. But from Monday, the audience will be listening to different voices, with a new set of program hosts being brought in. Zheng Chi Ho, who'd worked for the broadcaster on a freelance basis, had been presenting the popular show every weekday until this morning. He announced news of his departure on his Facebook page. Posting a photo of an emptied locker, he wrote, 
Everyone, I've left RTHK. It's a shame that I never got a proper chance to bid farewell to my listeners. He said he was informed by the station after today's show that he no longer needs to come in next Monday due to a revamp of the program. Mr. Zeng was also one of the hosts of RTHK's satirical show Headliner, asked last year. When asked whether he had expected to be let go by RTHK, THK. He said even though his crazy and happy show was very popular and people had praised his performance, he was psychologically prepared to leave the position one day due to the present political climate. He added, a lot of changes and decisions made within RTHK have gone against common sense these days. Mr. Zhang expressed regret that he had to leave the station so abruptly and didn't have a chance to say goodbye to people who had tuned in for over 20 years. In response to media inquiries, RTHK said Crazy and Happy is one of the station's longest-running programs and has always been extremely popular. The broadcaster said as Radio 2 celebrates its 40th anniversary, it's decided to revamp the show and bring in classic elements by getting the show's previous presenters to rejoin the program. Returning to our top story, the government says the first of its planned vouchers for all adult residents will be dished out from August the 1st as part of its efforts to boost local spending. While people can get up to $5,000, the money will come in instalments spread over a few months. Demon Pang reports. Octopus card users will first receive $2,000, another $2,000 two months later, and then $1,000 several weeks after that. The vouchers can be collected by using Octopus card readers at MTR stations or in shops or via the Cards app. People who receive the vouchers via their Alipay Hong Kong, Tap and Go or WeChat Pay Hong Kong digital wallets will first get $2,000 and then $3,000 two months later. Registration for the vouchers will open on July the 4th and as well as paper forms available from the post office and some government offices, people can sign up online or via the government's I Am Smart app. Those using paper registration forms will not get their first voucher until September the 1st, with those who register electronically after July the 17th also facing an extra month's wait to get the money. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says Octopus Card users must spend the first $4,000 within seven months to get the final 1000 payment. He says that's not a lot of money to spend, and chances are remote that people couldn't get through it. During this period, there is Christmas, and then Chinese New Year. These are the festive seasons that people tend to spend. And also we will have SMS alert service to those who may not be able to spend the entire 4,000 within the seven-month period to remind them to use the money. Only adult permanent SAR residents and new arrivals on the mainland will be eligible for the vouchers, and applicants will have to make a declaration that they are currently living in Hong Kong. Several people RTHK spoke to said they had doubts about the scheme. I really don't care about it because it's useless. It's just so little that we can't any purchase anything at all. It's actually much better if we can spend on transport fee because that is more practical. I think I don't really spend much on the other kind of money. Somehow, when I do not want to spend much money, then it is just kind of forcing us to do 
The failure to understand general information has resulted in people with intellectual disabilities being left behind amid COVID-19. That's according to a global study on the impact of the pandemic on intellectually disabled people and their carers. Chinese University social work academic Angela Coy took part in the study. Uh, actually, we found that persons with intellectual disability, they may feel that they are overlooking the pandemic, I can say, because most of the information related to COVID-19 is prepared for general public. That means for persons who have deficit in reading or comprehension or cognition, they may not understand the general information very well. So in this case, they will have more difficulty in making for the decision or proper action since they get little understanding about what is going on. For instance, a young man with mild-graded intellectual disability shared that he could not understand the notice of COVID-19 vaccination when going for injection. So we do have some suggestions for the government. We think that the government should realize the importance of information accessibility, especially when coming across a vital public crisis like the pandemic, what we are experiencing right now. For COVID-19 infection control information, we suggest the government to establish a working group for more accessible information so that the specific information tailor-made for different groups with different kind of special needs, they could be released with more updated information. Football and at the UEFA European Championships, Sweden have beaten Slovakia 1-0. Croatia and the Czech Republic will kick off in about 45 minutes, followed by England against Scotland at 3am Hong Kong time. And with a preview of this weekend's football matches, here's the BBC's Mas Faruqi in Budapest. Here at the city's Pushkas Arena, the world champions and big favourites for this trophy, France, could qualify for the knockout stages of the men's European Championship if they can beat Hungary on Saturday. Manchester United's Paul Pogba was outstanding in their tournament opener in Munich in midweek as they picked up a slender 1-0 win over Germany in this hugely competitive group. That opening defeat for Yogi Love's side really piles the pressure on them, though, for their second group game. Again, they play in Munich against the current group leaders and Euros holders Portugal, who I watched here on Tuesday in front of a capacity crowd of 67,000 at Hungary's National Stadium. Portugal left it very late to pick up that opening win. The three goals all coming in the final six minutes against Hungary. But once more, Cristiano Ronaldo showed his importance to the team with two himself to become the tournament's all-time leading goal scorer. Spain, the 2008 and 2012 European champions, also play on Saturday and will need to be more ruthless in front of goal against Poland, despite claiming 85% of the possession in their tournament opener. Luis Enrique's side are yet to score in this European Championship. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government says people will start receiving their $5,000 electronic vouchers from August the 1st. The District Court finds five men guilty of rioting and wounding for their part in the 2019 mob attack in New Long. And the police's National Security Department charges two Apple Daily executives with collusion with foreign or external forces. And that's the news from RTHK. Thank you indeed, Robert. He'll be back at midnight for an update. But for now, on this Friday night, you, me and the music.
it's time for our big band slot. Got about half an hour's worth of some great tracks for you between now and around about 10 to 11. Of course, our sentimental journey continues after the news at midnight. On tonight's show, though, we have Frank Sinatra coming up, Quincy Jones, Rosemary Clooney, Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald, and Ray Anthony, to name but a few. If you'd like a choice of your own, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Otherwise, you can use our direct line, which is 6588-1331. That's for WhatsApp WeChat. Coming up first up, Les Brown and his band of renown. 